how the turntables, <laughs> you know, from a bitch that preaches consistency and balance and all things fitness, I sure as fuck am not consistent with my podcasts. I'm so sorry. Um, but can I just ask this, please? What the fuck just happened? Honestly, what the fuck? Let me tell you something. I have lots of tea to spill and lots to update you all on because life as I know it has done a full 180, which is also a big reason why I haven't put out a podcast episode in over a year. A year! A year. I'm sorry for yelling, but I'm so... I would say I'm disappointed in myself just because I probably could have, but um, I don't think it's really an excuse. Um, But I will say I just wanted to be in the right headspace and this past year just it just wasn't it just wasn't a vibe I didn't want all of everything that was going on in my life to rub off on you guys because you all know you know like I feel like you all can tell when something's up with me like you can see it in my eyes like when I'm on TikTok you can hear it in my voice when I'm on my podcast like I don't want to lie to you and just pretend that everything's fine because honestly I've been covering up for a lot of shit and I'm sorry. Um, I've been coming up for a lot of shit since I moved uh, to the UK to basically for the past two year, um, two and a half years. And can I just say that I've made four different podcasts, four different full episodes, like an hour long each that I just haven't released. They're edited, cut, ready to go, but I'm not even fucking kidding. It was just an hour, a full hour every single time of me venting about my ex-boyfriend yeah um yeah I am now a single woman (laughs) Woo! so that's one of the great things that's been going on um but anyways like I try really hard not to be that girl and every time I made an episode I was like oh no girl just sit down let this shit pass and then (laughs) get back to it so here we are we're in a better headspace um not an amazing headspace but much better I am capable of talking about other things now so that's a really big step forward so I'll give you a little update I'm not going to get too far into detail about it because it will spiral it will spiral very easily um but I have ended my relationship with my I guess for you, it was my current boyfriend, but he is my ex-boyfriend now. Um, At this point, I think we've been broken up for about six months. But ending my relationship and moving back to the U.S. was the hardest thing I've ever fucking had to deal with for a lot of reasons. I am seeing a therapist now. (laughs) And that's awesome. Honestly, normalized therapy. The only reason I'm really talking about it is because I do think that it should be normalized. Like, I highly suggest everyone get that sort of experience because there's nothing to be ashamed about absolutely not so and you know that saying is like people go to therapy because of the people who should have gone to therapy like that is a thousand percent true and happening to me right now I got a therapist as soon as I got back because I just felt so fucked up from the entire experience of just trying so hard to make things work in another country with someone who I thought was 
one way, but then six months into it, they turn out to not be that person at all. And somehow they make it all your fault. And so you just spend every moment of your life trying to make them happy and proud of you. And then it slowly eats you alive for two years. Okay. 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 Here we go. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm shutting up. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like word vomit. I really just can't stop once it starts, but we're okay. We're moving on. I'm going to move on and I'm just going to jump right into it because I really want to get this out because a lot of you have been asking about my podcast and I love it. Guys, I love your support through all of this. I mean, maybe I will do a little bit more of like a tell-all later on, but I just need to like get in the habit of making podcasts again Um, because, you know, it takes practice to build these habits again, like I say all the time. But thank you guys so much for just all of your support and everything. I like I can't stress how important you guys have been. Um throughout this like little journey and this little like life crisis that I've been going to so I appreciate you um okay we're gonna do something that I have never done before which is a Q&A Q&A yes I posted on my Instagram story the other week and I got about 300 questions from you guys like 300 I'm not even joking and I only answered like 10 on my story (laughs) I felt so bad I felt so bad But I screenshotted some of the questions that were asked the most and thought I would answer them here because it would help you guys really hear what you need and it would also prevent me from talking about my dumbass relationship problems. So honestly, guys, we are a great team right now. I need you. You need me. This is perfect. So here we fucking go. Okay, I'm going to jump into it. First question, and these are all really, really good questions, guys. What does... Oh, and I'm going to... I'm going to keep this anonymous so because when you enter into like the little story questionnaire thing, um, when I respond to it, I respond to it like anonymously. So um, I don't know. Let me know if you guys like want me to to shout out, shout you out or whatever. I I can absolutely do that. But just because you guys went into it thinking it was anonymous, I'm just going to keep it like that. I don't want to like I don't know. I don't think it would matter. But but, you know, I'm just trying to respect you guys anyways. Um, So first question what does your heart rate have to do with fat loss and what should I look for if it does? Yes, honey, this is such a good question. Okay, so a few things I'm going to say to clear some myths up about this is number one, there is no quote unquote fat burning zone. You might see that on some cardio machines, but it's honestly kind of a load of horseshit. The theory is that if you keep your heart rate in this range, your body will choose to burn fat instead of carbs and food that it's just consumed which will result in fat loss so let me put this scientifically at first let me explain this to you and then I can make try to simplify it just so it's not so annoying to remember Um, because I understand that uh, not everybody really cares about the scientific part of it and just kind of wants to know what the fuck to do and I see you I see that I get it I totally get it so but I have to let you know because I just feel like it's important for you to like really understand the inner workings of what's going on so your prim- your <clears throat> ooh your body primarily fuels itself by burning a mix of stored fats and carbohydrates when you work out the less active you are in that moment the greater the percentage of that mix comes from fat so as you increase your intensity during um during the activity the percentage of the carbohydrates in that mix also increases so at rest Fat constitutes as much as 85% of calories burned. And that will actually shift, that percentage shifts to about 70% at just like a walking pace. If you transition to like 
moderate effort, maybe like a jog. Um, then that makes becomes about 50% fat and then 50% carbohydrates. And it moves up increasingly towards carbs the faster and more intense you go. So yes, at different intensities, you are burning different levels of fat versus carbs. However, it is not in the way that you think it is. Because if you use this information, it would ultimately be more efficient. Or if you use this theory, it would ultimately be more efficient to just sit still and avoid burning carbohydrates altogether. But it doesn't work like that. So um, I don't think, so don't think that, so don't think that every calorie you burn is going to be just fat or just carbs based on the percentage of your heart rate because it's really not. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get confused. And also there's a bunch of like, they list things as fat burning zones and it's just not really, it's just really not what you think it is. Um, So that's more of an overly simplistic way of looking at it. And I think that's where it gets really confusing because, yeah, you can preach one thing and preach the other thing. And technically, quote, technically, it would be true. But at the same time, it's such like a microscopic difference. It's just not worth your time. Now, when we're talking about HIT, so high-intensity interval training for fat loss, which is when you raise and lower your heart rate over and over again, ultimately to burn calories uh, and increase your afterburn effect, yes, it can be beneficial and help your overall athletic performance but it just doesn't really it doesn't do what you think it does at the end of the day fat loss relies on calories and making sure that you're in a deficit your heart rate could be resting all day all night as long as you're in a deficit you will lose fat the difference of fat loss between hit versus steady state cardio and heart rate zones I feel are so microscopic and affect everyone so differently that you can't really say, oh, this heart rate is better than this one or you need to be in this zone in order to lose fat. I think a lot of that is just marketing to make cardio equipment seem more desirable and cardio classes seem more desirable. So even in classes, yes, you can be burning X amount and your heart rate can be higher or lower, whatever. But if you're going home and just vegging out on the couch all night and going hard on the weekend, drinking, eating takeout, you're really not going to see that much of a difference because it really does come down to the calorie deficit. Fat loss and weight loss always comes down to a caloric deficit. And don't get me wrong, cardio is great. It's necessary and it can put you in a deficit. It can actually be the reason you end up losing fat overall because it could be that little bit of a deficit that you actually needed to get that kind of result. So do a bit of steady state go on a long hike, listen to a podcast, mine preferably, hopefully I'll start putting out more episodes. Then on the other days, you can do hit class, you can go kickboxing, do spin, honestly, whatever you just freaking enjoy doing a couple times a week. So really in conclusion, your heart rate only really matters because of how many calories you burn overall in your workout when, if your goal is fat loss. Um, if it's some sort of athletic performance or anything and you need your heart rate different, that's, that's completely different. I'm really talking about just fat loss. And if you're using your heart rate to measure your workouts, that's awesome. Like use it, push yourself to new levels, challenge yourself, see what you can do. And instead of just using it to burn calories and, you know, quote, blast fat, all that stuff, make it fun and make it something that you would do so that you just feel stronger, capable, and really just be consistent and patient with that. And you'll be good. You really, you don't need to be diving into those sort of percentages. It's really not going to make that much of a difference in the long run. Water. Also, I'm going to disclose to you, I spilled my entire glass of water all over my desk just before I started this. And I also spilled my entire cup of coffee this morning on my carpet. So today's been weird. 
Question number two. How does one bridge the gap from macro counting to intuitive eating? Yes. Okay. This is such a good question. Now, let me preface this by saying when I'm talking about intuitive eating, I'm referring to eating in a way that feels best to you individually and that helps you get to your goals slash maintain them. That lets you enjoy all the foods that you love in moderation and all that. Now, there are some, quote, in, there is a, I don't know how to say this. There is a, quote, intuitive eating, unquote. I don't know what to call it. I, I want to call it a cult because it kind of is. Um, I'm just going to call it a cult. I don't, like, mean that, like, seriously, but you know what I mean. It, it's There's kind of an intuitive eating cult. I'm just going to say it. Fuck it. It's my podcast. Because the woman who repackaged and sort of sold intuitive eating back to us, which is essentially kind of just eating like a normal person, also thought of all of these rules as to what you can and can't use it for in order for it to technically be called intuitive eating, which I thought was weird. Um, Funny story, I was actually going to do a podcast episode about it because I do really support the intuitive eating mindset and what it's all about and then I was looking into it and I saw these rules and I was like wait this feels like it's not actually supportive of anyone who is trying to lose weight for whatever reason maybe it's for health reasons or anyone who is looking to change their food habits or support their health goals or whatever goals or how they how they want to feel I don't know you guys can look into it I mean make your own educated decision I'm all for it I'm not hating on them at all in any way shape or form um but I guess in order to technically speak about it officially you have to like follow all the rules which I don't so I'm talking about intuitive eating in the way that it makes the most sense to you that's going to help you get to your goals um yeah so that's it I guess technically it's not official I don't know look into it it's just it's interesting Look it up, look it up all the rules and then, um, you know, see if you kind of agree with me or, or not. And if not, that's fine. It just, it just felt weird. I was reading through them and, you know, I, I definitely think it works. I just, I just hate it when I just, I'm sorry. I'm having a little like mental breakdown. I just, I hate when people just like make fucking rules around like how you can eat and how you can work out and things like that. And it's like, yeah, scientifically and like mentally psychologically there is a way that things work and you know sometimes you do need those kind of rules in order to get yourself from point a to point b but at the same time it's like then if you don't use it by those rules like then you feel fucking bad about yourself for no reason i don't know anyways it just felt very like high school like i can't sit with the cool kids again thing but i don't know maybe that's like maybe i'm projecting maybe that's like my own thing anyways bridging the gap between macro counting and eating more intuitively can be a very different process for very different for different people uh depending on how long you've been counting for what purpose dietary history and needs and all that however i can say that counting for long term if you're counting your macros long term or calories will will really alter how you view food So ultimately, the first step is to just stop counting. Now, that doesn't mean stop making educated decisions about food. For example, is this cookie going to keep me full through my nine-hour shift? Or is this chicken fajita bowl with protein, carbs, and fats and everything I need going to? Maybe you want the cookie, okay, but like deep down, you know you're going to die on the floor if that's all you eat before work. That's smart. That's an educated decision 
Can you have a cookie too? Fuck yeah, you can if you really want to. And if you know that if you don't eat that cookie, you're going to be thinking about it for the next three days, go for it. Sounds a little crazy. And yes, it might take a little bit of toll of a toll on your body, um, maybe weight wise. Um, like, but a lot of it's really temporary once you find that sort of food freedom and you start really eating intuitively and you start to understand your body cues and keeping everything in moderation, like you'll feel so fucking amazing and you'll you'll be able to really see results through that way now don't get me wrong counting can be helpful for a lot of things but it's really only a short-term solution because you're still making decisions about what you're going to eat based on the nutritional and caloric value which does actually influence you in a more unnatural state of eating than you think and the more you trust the numbers over what you really want and what your body needs the more disconnected you become from those cues so my best advice is to stop counting altogether like cold turkey no more tracking, but continue to make food decisions that you think will benefit you throughout your day. So like keep, keep high protein, like don't cut any fats, carbs, anything like that. Start, but also start listening to what you want and make sure that you're prepared. Like you can still meal prep and things like that, but just try different things and and really see what works. That's, that's what intuitive, that's kind of the fun behind intuitive eating as well. And how you feel like how your body reacts to foods will tell you like everything that you need to know I swear oh my god oh my god this question is from a guy I know I know most of my stuff is marketed I'm just seeing that now I know most of this stuff is marketed towards women um but I love seeing men that respectfully interact with my page instead of just calling me a whore and telling me that I'm cringy actually if you guys are ever bored and want to witness some some classic toxic masculinity please go through the comment section of some of my reels because the out-of-pocket shit that these random dudes comment on my videos are just next level and you'll see sometimes I respond to them and I just I just try to get them like my goal is to get them to leave like 10 comments really just to boost my algorithm but I just like sit back and I ask them questions about like what they're saying what like what they mean really just and they just respond until they tire themselves out and it's actually become such an interesting part of my day and these like random weird hate comments like it's 99% men like (laughs) it's so weird it's so weird just like go look at it and like you'll you'll catch you'll see what I'm talking about but they're such little weirdos okay but I think it's actually so funny so if you guys do want to join in and just like keep asking them questions and like get them to like to respond like these have to be like non-aggressive questions like literally just like very cool as a cucumber just like keep asking them questions and like telling them to explain how they feel and like what they're talking about like don't fight them at all because like they want they want that but like just keep getting them to talk if you guys want to join in on that that would actually be fucking hilarious and I would really love to see that so that's your new mission guys like I just ask questions like oh like are you okay? Like, how's your day? Like, what do you mean by that? Can you tell me more? Can you explain this further? Just shit like that. Oh my God, it would make me so happy. Okay. Anyways, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm going to do a little speed round because otherwise I'm just going to keep fucking talking. Huh? I mean, it is my podcast. That's kind of what I have to do, but all right. Speed rounds. I'm going to try to get through these quickly. One, do I need to lift weights to lose weight? My answer is no. All you need to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. However, lifting weights will determine what your body looks like and how you lose that weight. And it can actually make it more enjoyable, in my opinion. 
okay? But no, you do not need it technically. All you need to do is be in a calorie deficit. You can do that through other types of exercise and you can do that through nutrition as well. Two, do I have to do cardio to lose fat? Nope, same answer. You don't need to be, you don't need cardio. You just need to be in a calorie deficit. However, cardio is really great for your heart, so you should do a bit of it anyways, even if it's just going on a walk a couple times a week, like that's totally perfect. You don't have to stress yourself out or if you really like it, like go for it. My running queens, go for it. Okay, three, (laughs) I think we're on three. How many times per week do you recommend doing cardio? Okay, so my answer is it depends on your goal, but for general like non-athletic fitness goals, I would say about two to time, two to three times per week is all you need. But if you enjoy doing it, like if you're going on walks every day, like fucking go for it, go for it. That's so good. I really love that. So like your fitness journey is going to look so unique and so different to everyone else's, which is why I customize like all everything for my clients. Like everything is totally customized. So because everybody's looks different, like everybody's is different. So Um, okay. Number four recommendations for someone who's new to weightlifting. Okay. I don't fully understand what this means. Like, I don't know recommendations for what, but I'm just going to kind of list off some of my favorite tips for newbies. One, form and technique matter a lot. Two, you can lift more than you think. Just fucking try it. Just do it. Even if you can only get a couple reps out of it, just do it. And three, always prioritize compound movements. Okay. That's it. Four, five, I don't know where we're at. Do I have, do I have, oh, me. Okay, so do, they're talking about me. Do I have a favorite time of day to work out? Um, so my answer, honestly, not really. I work from home, so I like to go to the gym around like 12, so like midday because no one else is really there. Otherwise, I'll work out at literally any time of the day, at night. I don't discriminate. I just do it when I can or when I start feeling like I'm turning into a massive bitch and I just need some endorphins that's usually the sign that I need to go work out I don't know what number this is but this is the question how long is too long for a calorie deficit okay good one okay this is good it is recommended to it's recommended that you cycle out of your calorie deficit every three to five ish months or so however majority of the time when we are trying to be in a calorie deficit we aren't in one all the time So you're probably constantly taking yourself in and out of one all the time. So if you were like really strict in a calorie deficit and you were doing things like by the book, like really, really making sure that you were in one, then you can cycle out. But a lot of times I feel like it can be prolonged because, you know, we might have some crazy weekends. You might have some, you know, whatever, whatever is just taking you out of that deficit. Like if you're not fully in one, that's where it gets a little bit like wishy-washy. I think that either way, you should just kind of give your yourself a break every three to five months, just just mentally, um, just to like get yourself like eating more food and kind of see what happens, just so that you can kind of like understand like how your body's gonna react and all that. Because you don't really want to create a fear about eating more and like gaining and stuff like that, because it's just not necessary. So I think it's good, anyways, just from a mental perspective. Um, okay, but it is really different. Um, It is really different for everybody. If you are lifting weights, slowly increasing your calories back to maintenance can sometimes give you some really awesome results too. But again, it's totally different for everyone. Okay. Can you be in a calorie deficit without counting calories? My answer is yes, absolutely. And that's all I'm going to say. Thoughts on keto and low carb diets. I think that they are horse shit. Just eat in a calorie deficit. And that is the only way that those 
work anyways. So like keto, low carb, like intermittent fasting, all that, all of them only work for fat loss and weight loss because they're putting you in a calorie deficit. But you just don't know that they are because they've like repackaged it in some like weird way that gets you to eat less. But yeah, that's about it. Um, okay, this is going to be the last question because I don't know how everyone's going to react to these Q&As. So I just want to maybe keep it shorter. I actually don't know how long this is going to be. I kind of black out when I do these. So I don't have no idea how long this is going to be. But I'd rather be shorter than longer just so you guys like I'm not doing this and everyone hates it. I would rather. Oh, my voice. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Last but not least, how do you deal with body dysmorphia? Ooh, 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 that's a good one. And I have a bit of a, an unconventional answer. Not that any of my answers are totally conventional, but body dysmorphia should be diagnosed. So if you feel like you have body dysmorphic disordia, disordia, whoa. Okay, so if you feel like you have body dysmorphic disorder, you should go to a doctor. You should go to a doctor, you should get a therapist, you should get properly diagnosed with it and then be able to deal with somebody who's going to walk you through that because that's something that's mental. That's something that's not going to change when your body changes. That's not something that's going to change if you work out more, if you eat better, things like that. You can kind of like grow out of them just through realizations of other things. Like I've kind of grew out of it myself, but at the same time, it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm in therapy now, so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it. So (laughs) I know it's common um to happen it is kind of common and it is almost being like normalized in the fitness world because your body might be changing quite a bit and you will feel a little disconnected from it at times which could be for a number of reasons though so if you're diagnosed you really should be seeing a therapist who does specialize in bdd because it could be sprouting from a lot of other things as well it doesn't necessarily have to just pop up because you started working out usually it's there in some form like way shape or form beforehand but it just kind of comes out like the more that you focus on your body so it could be sprouting from unresolved childhood trauma like bullying depression even things like sexual assault can like trigger those types of disorders but they don't really start popping up until you start trying to change things like about your diet and exercise and all that because then you're more observant because you're trying to focus on results and like what your body looks like and how it's changing so it makes you like hyper aware and hyper vigilant um of all those those kinds of things so I mean I would say just to give you more of like a personal answer on a on a personal level it's something that I did struggle with when I was younger I would say I'm in a really really great spot right now um but I'll tell you some of the things that I had to make a conscious effort to stop doing. Um this is just what worked for me again like I'm not a doctor I'm not a specialist in this but I do get it I've been there so it did really take a while but here's some things I did I stopped body checking so I made that a point so body checking is when you're like you keep looking in the mirror um you like keep checking you'll either like grab parts of your body or whatever you'll kind of like point out your insecurities and things like that and you'll kind of be like hyper fixated on uh like what your body looks like and you'll just be constantly looking at it in different ways um so like looking in the mirror just to judge your body uh, if I caught myself doing that I would have to like actively be like okay you're doing it and then I would force myself to say like nice things about myself um two I got rid of all of those I got rid of all of these pictures of myself that I used to compare myself to which I know is sort of weird but I used to have like a hundred of like quote transformation pictures when I was like from when I was at my lowest weight like when I was like pretty underweight um and I would just use them like I would keep them 
like they were hundreds of them (laughs) and I would keep them and basically just use them to make myself feel like shit and I called it inspiration but I was really just being an asshole to myself for no reason and I tried really hard to separate what I was eating and how I was working out with what it was going to do to my body visually and I think that entire transition helped me almost the most because I started working out to to change myself like I thought you know I wasn't good enough I wasn't skinny enough I didn't like look hot enough whatever I I don't know um it was so long ago but if you listen to my first episode it's all in there and I think that entire transition really helped which is also why I always say train like you're an athlete instead of trying to train to train to change yourself because it puts you in a way better mindset and makes it more enjoyable And then you're also not like glaring at your own body while you're working out thinking about all the things that are wrong, all the things that you're changed, that you would change. And then you're like, okay, how's my form? How many of these can I do? Can I do heavier? How far can I push? How far can I go? How's my form? It's really more about replacing like all the negative thoughts with productive ones. And I say productive thoughts because I'm generally a pretty positive person, but like I'm not fucking positive all the time. I'm not in the mood to hype myself up all the time and that's just the reality of it. So I focus on what I can think about that's productive. So not positive thinking but like productive thinking because then it also like takes that stress away from being like oh I have to be positive all the time because like sometimes I'm just fucking not. So I I can always be productive though. I can think of something and be like is this going to be productive for my mental health, for my body, for whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I make that decision and that's what I think about. But yeah, that's, I'd say those three things, that whole entire transition of like my relationship with food and exercise really helped that more than I think anything else, but those, those did help. So I hope maybe you can use some of those if that's something that you do experience as well. Again, I don't know like what your symptoms are of it and all that, but if you are worried, if you do really think that you do, talk to your doctor, get a therapist, or you can even go on like um there's like a bunch of online therapists and things like that you can get one uh they work with your insurance like all that stuff um so oh shit okay well we only got through a few but I'm a little burnt out I'm a little burnt out from doing this these take a lot out of me oh my god I can't like I remember feeling like this but it's good I feel I feel so good talking I'm sweating (laughs) I'm fucking sweating I'm sweating Guys, I'm sweating. You're making me sweat over here. Oh my god. All right. So, I did those. I think it's Oh my god. I don't even know. I don't even know why. Okay. We only got through a few questions again, but let me know if you like these. Let me know if you like the Q&As because I think doing a few of these will actually really help me get back into podcasting because I don't have to just think of everything by myself, but if they're annoying, I get it. Just let me know. I will make a post about it and y'all can comment. Actually, no, don't comment. Actually, yes, comment. So, okay, so you can comment on the, you can comment (laughs) publicly if it's something positive, if you did like it, but if you didn't like it, just DM me because it'll hurt my feelings. If all, like, if all of you guys are like, oh, wow, her podcast, like, sucks this week. Like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it, like, mentally right now, um, so like yeah dm me if it sucks and then i'll be like okay we won't do that again but that's fine we gotta we just gotta learn through but if you loved it you know tell me you loved it in public (laughs) uh you know what i mean you know that's what besties do right you know i love you all like you gotta you're my friends 
So, like, you got to let me know when I fuck up. Like, just DM me and be like, girl, what is happening? What just happened? <laughs> just just let me know and I'll, and I'll get it. I'll catch on. I'll catch on because, you know, I want to be here for you. I want to educate you in the best way that I possibly can. And this is what besties do. All right. I love you all. Thank you for literally everything. I wouldn't have made it through all of this, my crisis, uh, without you. Seriously, I know that's kind of cringy to say, but, like, I thank the universe for you guys every day. And I hope you feel it a little bit in your hearts when I do. Okay, bye. I love you. Please let me know if you like this. Bye.